Wrapping up week eight here on Run Up the Score and, you know, some interesting games. You know, we got to we gotta have a, a nice long conversation about Lamar Jackson and what's left of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, big day this week, as we all know. It's the NFL trade deadline on Tuesday. We'll speculate a little bit on that uh, and so much more coming up right now on Run Up the Score. Rhyming. <laughs> You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. And the day that we have been waiting for, waiting to get past, so many eyes on it, so many names being thrown around, so much intrigue, so much debate. The NFL trade deadline is today at 4 o'clock p.m. Gentlemen, are you tired of the coverage? Um, the trade deadline for the NFL is always boring. Nothing cool <laughs> ever happens. So I doubt anything cool happens this year, although I would like to see. I was in a group chat with one of my leagues, and uh, someone was like, let's get Jameis in a Cowboys uniform. And I was like, Wow. That sounds incredible. That would be is pretty cool. Anything, is there anything cooler than that? I was that like, that is, that is an amazing idea. I was, so now I'm praying for that, and yeah. I know it will never happen. We, talked about, we talk about the doc all the time. I was going to throw something in at the bottom of the doc, like let's throw some names around to get like who we think would be interesting if we get traded. And then Scott comes, first name out of his mouth is easily the most interesting thing that could happen. Our guy over the trade deadline is James. We need James starting somewhere so I could put him back in my lineup. I mean, literally like all you had to see from that Cowboys Eagles game, and we're not going to get too much into this, but all you needed to see from that is like, wow, a competent QB on the Cowboys and they run away with the NFC East. And they yeah, were probably I mean, going to, yeah, sorry, we, Tom. We, I mean, we could transition that right into my, uh, my loser of the week. Yeah, let's go for it, Scotty. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, it's man. Fine. Oh, it's fine. Let the people wait a little longer. They, you, I look you around wait. us. You know what I see? Losers. Oh, right, a hope- Sunday night loser. Is there anything yeah. worse? Carson Wentz, pretty damn bad performance. And, and it's so funny that you guys think of Jameis because it, it made me think of Jameis today. I was saying, you know, him and Jameis are elite at turning the ball over. And if you're in one of those leagues where um, turnovers are not penalized, like Jameis Winston was a top five option last year. And Carson Wentz yeah. might be around the same, but he's losing a hell of a lot of points to turnovers. He has the most in the league. He lost eight to turnovers in your conventional scoring. But the part that I hate about him most, and I hate a lot about him right now, I'm really, really kind of pissed at him. Yeah, he is, had you on a mega tilt. <clears throat> yeah, I mean – He's a quarterback who goes out and scores 29 versus the Ravens, right? So you're like, damn, that's pretty nice. And then eight versus the Cowboys. And for like predictability of fantasy football, that is as bad as it can get, right? If you can only score eight points versus the Cowboys and 29 versus the Ravens, what shot in the world do you have at predicting that? I mean, it's yeah, just you impossible. You can't call him a QB one any week just because you you literally don't know what his floor is going to be. 
Yeah, he's like a uh, he's a spot start for me. I, I don't think he's a weekly starter. He's a he's a put him in and pray, which it could work for you. But even in a dynasty league, I traded him um, and I got a pick and Drew Brees. And the, but these are both my backup quarterbacks. But my point is, is that I'd rather put like Drew Brees out against anyone. Yeah, than Carson Wentz out even in a good matchup at this point. Yeah, I think so too. And I think uh, one of the points to that is. You have to look at the surrounding talent. Like Drew Brees doesn't even need to throw the ball further than two yards down the field to get it to Kamara, who is dominating. Whereas the Eagles, they're still trying to still trying to figure out who they can throw the ball to. They have Dave, Jalen Rager, who's supposed to be this huge deep threat. The guy scores a touchdown, so you know he saves you there and gets a two pointer, but he gets you like 15 yards in the game. So their vertical passing capability has not been there it's this Travis year. It's Travis Fulgham, and that's it. And he's not killing you on deep balls. You know, they have no, no deep passing game. And that's, a, I have to think it's attributed to Wentz just not being as good as he used to be. I mean, he's been horrible. And we say this literally every week now because in our two QB league, we've been holding out of Jalen Hurts. When, when is it enough? It's not going to happen. That, you, that you're benching Carson Wentz. And it's it's clearly not because it would have happened already. This, this you're down 9-7 for most of the game <laughs> against Dallas. If you're not going to go to him there, when you, you're not going to go to him. No. And I mean, mean, I'm hoping they do a Tua move here and, you know, just announce it over the bye. Yeah, not going to happen, but I'm hoping chance. for it. Yeah, right? Ugh, Keep the hope alive one more week. I'm, I'll, I'll ride with you, Tom. Yeah. Another guy that I'm, I'm really losing hope on, another rookie that I'm losing hope on. Good transition there. Jonathan Taylor, where you at, fam? This is a game where the Colts saw, like, I think it was like over 30 total running back touches in this game. There was game. some serious negligence on the part of some fantasy rankers this week with Jonathan Taylor. I saw him being listed as like a top five play, and I was like, hey, he we called him out as a good pay-up. option. Yeah, I had him as a payup, and that's why I'm bringing him up here as a, as a loser. Five? I mean, I, I don't do weekly rankings just because I think it's on, quite honestly a little yeah. ridiculous to do that. But, um, you know, for this reason right here, because you see a guy like this who's supposed to have this great matchup, Naeem Hines steals some work for him, and then Jordan Wilkins just takes his game over in the second half. Mm -hmm. The Colts were not kidding about that hot hand approach. We just expected Jonathan Taylor to be the one who got it. Yeah, we thought he would have. He, we thought he'd be like the Human Torch, throwing flames out of his hands. And now it's like, okay, so what do you do moving forward? Because Jordan Wilkins just dominated in this game. So are you going to trot him back out there to uh, get more touches down the road? It, it, you know, Naeem Hines is showing that you know he's got to be used in some capacity as well. So. It's it's really scary for him. I think I think he's he could turn out to be a monstrous bust if he doesn't turn it around real quick here. He needs yeah, a I mean, signature celebration, and it needs to be cool because he has got Naheem Hines. This doing is the only week tuck. he's been terrible, but this was supposed to be the week where he drops the hammer down and shows us he's going to be like you know this potential RB one. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, there. No. so there was a report today. Jonathan Taylor has a little bit of an ankle issue. Thank and you. Then, yes, I forgot about that. But then. Later on in the same report, you know, same line of text, basically. But it didn't come up during the game, something they learned what after. What does that even mean? So well, he went my, into the game with it? Well, no, my point is, is that, like, so they found out about the injury after. So it didn't even affect their like, line of thinking. How, their line of thinking. It might have affected how effective he was. I mean, he got a goal line carry, didn't capitalize it. Very next play, Scott kind of mentioned it. Jordan Wilkins scores. Um so maybe he was worse off for wear, but 
it's not looking good. And we pointed out last week that his snap share was low. I guess what it is is he was at a tipping point, right? And we thought maybe this good matchup, which proved to be a good matchup for the running back, would tip no in kidding. his favor. And it looks like yeah. it's starting to tip away. So the Jonathan right. Taylor That's, watch is uh, too, right? trickling away. You see, they had three total touchdowns from the running back position, and Jonathan Taylor had and, zero. And the two-yard rushing touchdown that the Colts had yesterday was Trey scored by Trey Burton. So, like, that's getting that's becoming a thing. Yeah. Now, so now I have crazy. to lose out. Now I have to lose out on the goal line. Yeah. For Jonathan Taylor because of freaking Trey Burton too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's getting annoying. Well, uh, you know, I got to do this, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it. I was really excited to watch this guy play this year, but. My loser of the week is Lamar Jackson. Uh, if it wasn't for a late touch, a rushing touchdown and a late passing touchdown, he would be looking the same way Carson Wentz did. Um, just did not look very good against the Pittsburgh defense. Terrible. Now, he's not going to play the Pittsburgh defense every week. We understand that. But this was his fourth week outside the top 15 in quarterbacks. You were drafting him because he seemed to be a lock to be in the top five every week in quarterbacks like he was last year. He has not been that guy this year. And yeah. this is the nail in the coffin. You cannot draft quarterback early. You They're, can't do it. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. the other the other guys picked in the first three rounds have not given you anything. But by taking Lamar Jackson, you missed out on three shots at picking a stud wide receiver or running back and you wasted it on him. And now like what if you went Lamar Jackson, I don't know, um uh, Joe Mix and George Kittle. Yeah, I mean there there's a You're de- definitely Your a ton of is over. there's a ton of combos like that, and you know it, it doesn't have to necessarily just be Lamar Jackson. You could have drafted Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette in the first three rounds, like I did in mm-hmm. a few leagues as well. So it's not just quarterback, um, but it is unfortunate with Lamar. And uh, I like that you put it in here for everyone who was like draft Lamar in the first round, like that. That has been so thoroughly put to bed that you can't draft a quarterback in the Forever. first round. This was supposed to be our, oh, I'm getting an RB1 and my starting quarterback put together. Well, clearly the predictability of the quarterback position uh, and having it you know, not actually be this exact science that everyone thinks it is going into every single year shows its face again. And here we are midway through the season. Lamar is sitting in the middle of the pack at quarterback. I can't even believe I just said that. Yeah, it's awful. All right, well... Nevertheless, we remain optimistic and we move on to our waiver wire heroes of the week. And uh, Scotty, do we have the top one? Is he still our most uh, our highest ad priority? Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm taking my flag on the ground for Damian Harris. He's uh, flirted with the number one ad before. That was a damn good performance he put together too. Uh, of course, one of those guys who just you know. For, for a, from a fantasy perspective, passed the eye test for me. You know, it, it, he got the work in close. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't get any passing work. But when he got the ball in this game, 16 carries, 102 yards and a touchdown, that's pretty efficient. You know, obviously, you're afraid of Cam Newton and his rushing capability. He gets a rushing touchdown in this game as well. But if Damian Harris is going to get 16 carries and you can get him for a waiver wire claim, I think it's time to make that claim. Yeah, I mean... The passing numbers aren't too concerning to me. I just, you know, when you look at what New England did in the passing game last week, I mean, Damian Harris had no catches, but he wasn't very far behind James White, who led the backfield with two catches. And I believe Rex Burke had had one himself. So it's not like Harris was an afterthought. I just think that 
you know, this Patriots team, they run the ball more than any team almost in the league. They have the fewest pass touchdowns in the league. This is who they want to be. And if Damian Harris can have games like this, and by the way, this is not the first time he's gone over 100 yards. This is not the first time he scored. Like, this is a developing trend that I think we need to keep our eyes out for because he was that sneaky guy that everybody was thinking about drafting, ends up on IR to start the year. Now he's kind of taken over that backfield. Comeback, baby. Yeah, I I, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, Michael I mean, Hastings. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, if, if you do the math on it, he he averaged 6.4 yards per carry, and it's the third game with over 10 carries that he was above at least 5.8 yards per carry. That's a really good stat. That's good. That's, That's good, pretty right? pretty damn good. Another <laughs> guy really who needs good. another guy who needs a little bit more of a snap share to really go crazy, but it's worth bringing up. And it, I agree, Scott, that he's the number one guy. Because next week, uh, New York Jets. So he should get yep. a lion's share and they should have a lead, which should mean a lot of Damian Harris because they won't be passing the ball very much. That's right. Yeah, I have him You know, in a few leagues where I was you know, holding him. I think I have him in a dynasty league too. I'm like, I'm trotting Damian Harris into the starting lineup next week, I think. Yeah, I, I think quite fearlessly you can do it. I mean, it's we'll, we'll talk about this more coming up on Thursday. Uh, assuming there's a world that we wake up to after uh, Tuesday night, but um, after the trade deadline, on. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to Jamichael Hasty, it's your weekly update of who's hurt in the San Francisco backfield. The quarterback <laughs> is now included in that. We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I'm so sure when we run end. down the games, and so yeah. is the tight end, uh, Jamichael Hasty. Twelve carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. One catch for two yards. Tevin Coleman injured in this game. Uh, McKinnon got a lot more passes once Nick Mullins came in, but. It's important to note they play Thursday. It's the last game before um, Raheem Mostert is eligible to come back off of IR. Did, we'll uh, see if he actually does. You guys see what Dalvin Cook just did against this run defense for the Packers? Do you remember what the 49ers did against this Packers run defense in the AFC and NFC Championship? That's who they're year? about to play on a short week. So yeah. there's not a lot of time to make adjustments for the Packers. Any running back against them right now is a good option. Jermichael Hasty, if he's available, obviously he was a hot ad toward the end of last week. Um, I think he's in an absolute blow-up spot this yeah. week. But like you said, it's a short one. That's why he's not the number one ad, I would say, because yep. Mostert will come back at some point, it seems like, in some point pretty soon. And when Mostert came back the first time from his little neat tweak that he had, um, he immediately took back the lion's share of the work. And I believe that was without Coleman. And it seems like Coleman's going to be shelved because he uh, he tweaked the same knee that he had been. And I mean, before. you have McKinnon with this, like his tired leg syndrome, too. Yeah. So like Hasty's not going to go anywhere. But, you know, when there's two guys for the 49ers, mm -hmm. you play both of them and you roll the dice, especially in a great matchup. And this week, there's going to be two guys. That's right. Zach Moss next up. Two touchdowns gets you on the dock, but it's a little bit more than that for him. 14 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns, did not record a catch. He had the same amount of carries as Devin Singletary. The quality of his carries, though, much more as uh, Zach Moss got two carries inside the 10, converted them to touchdowns. Josh Allen did score a rushing touchdown in this one on the goal line as well. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting dynamic with these running backs. But Zach Moss getting getting 14 carries a game, always worth keeping an eye on. Um, I'm a little worried. I was super enthusiastic, but then I saw that Moss had – the same amount of carries and less catches than Devin Singletary had. So it does seem like this is a two back backfield for now. Um, maybe Moss wins the job at the end of the year, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. It's just, you've, you've got Josh Allen there and you've got Devin Singletary, but it looks like he's got the goal line, which is 
you know, it always has value in any sort of uh, scoring. Of course. Format. Right. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I'm glad you brought up Josh Allen with Devin Singletary because that's what it is. And to be honest, my personal opinion, I think you struck gold if you played Zach Moss this week um, because he's going to be fighting that uphill battle the whole season. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, Singletary is the guy who seems like a little bit of the chain mover for them because he's a little more deceptive in what they're going to do when he's in the backfield, where as it seems like Zach Moss, although Zach Moss has gotten some catches, kind of seems like he's in there to run the ball. You know, he's that type of back at this yeah. point. Yeah, he's Whereas bigger Singletary than Singletary. Can run, he can catch. Exactly. So he's coming in to be that battering ram. But, you know, if you're losing out in that action between the 20s and you're losing out on Josh Allen stealing goal line touchdowns, you know, it's just a tough path. It's the same thing for Damian Harris as Zach Moss, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, we got four running backs coming up that are on here due to injuries. And I guess, actually, we can include the next two on the docket. All of them. Six, yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins essentially split the work. Dobbins' snap share and percentage was higher, but Gus had more carries. What's important to note here is that they they determined that Mark Ingram's ankle injury is actually more of a high ankle sprain than a low ankle sprain, which literally changes the timetable. It, It could essentially double or even triple the recovery time, you know, you, this is his third week in recovery, but for a high angle sprain, it could be three to six weeks. So you really could be looking at Gus Bus and J.K. Dobbins, who both look really strong in a good matchup or in a tough matchup, I should say. And, you know, Lamar looking shaky, throwing the ball. They might be really just feeding these two over the next few weeks. Dobbins and Edwards both had the number one and number two highest rushing yardage for a running back for the Ravens this season. And they did it in the same game. I think this is Dobbins a trend is that one they're going to try to run the ball. It's like you see him play and you're like, just give that guy the freaking ball. Like, what are you doing? How yeah. do you not just feed this guy? I, I just Every time I watch him, I come away more impressed. Maybe he doesn't know the playbook enough yet. I don't know. It's it, That's the only thing that comes to my mind. Uh, next up, next pair is Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown. Darrell Henderson leaves the Rams game with an injury. Haven't really heard an update on him yet. Uh, Akers, nine carries, 35 yards, one catch for 19. Malcolm Brown, 10 carries for 40 yards, two catches for 17. Uh, carry numbers might be a little lower because the Rams were in catch-up mode for the entire second half in that game. Uh, but if they're going to be ahead and they're going to be leading, this backfield's one to have. They get down to the goal line a lot. They like to run out of the goal line a lot. And that's all I got. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it's just you own. you want to own the guy who's the guy down there. Yep. Yeah, and uh, the one the reason why they're behind the Ravens pair is because the Rams are on bye this week. So, okay. you know, Henderson could recover, and Henderson has really looked great. I think that what we might see is a changing in the guard with the second role with Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown when we come back. We'll see the severity of uh, Henderson's thigh injury, but with two weeks to heal, hopefully he can, he can get back to fantasy lineups because he's been a big part of of fantasy teams this year, believe it or not. You know, he's been like a linchpin back-end RB2 in like across every league I'm in. He's started. Yeah, he's been awesome. Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins aforementioned as we kind of tie it in with Scott's loser of the week and Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines, five carries, eight yards, five targets turned into three catches for 54 yards. And he stuck to landing. And two 180 back tucks, I think that was what it was called. I don't know. I don't care either. Uh, Jordan Wilkins, 20 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown, one catch for 24 yards. I mean, if Jonathan Taylor's going to be banged up, they invested, what, a second or third round pick into this guy? He's going to be babied, I think, this year. You know, he's still coming along as a pro. Wouldn't shock me if he if this split or lack thereof between Wilkins, Hines, and Taylor continues to see, be what we saw on Sunday. 
which is tough for Jonathan Taylor shareholders, but also kind of yeah. the right move for the Rams. I mean, you got to you got to think too. Uh, Ty was banged up in this game, and at a certain point, you need to just. I think they just need to start playing Naeem Hines at wide receiver for this team. <laughs> so there's a you know there's a chance that you could start to get some more Naeem Hines usage, but you know I still think he's just going to be impossible to tell. I completely agree. Uh, T.Y. Hilton hasn't gone over 30 receiving yards in his last, like, I think it was seven of his last eight games or something like that. One of the stats that came across my feed. He's been awful. But he gets targets. So, he like, does. if he doesn't play, they're going to go somewhere. True. Two tuds get you to the dock, Mr. DJ Dallas. We mentioned him a little bit going into this week. 18 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Caught all five of his targets for 17 yards and another touchdown. This is an emergency running back performance for the ages. <laughs> yes. This I started is one desperate fantasy football players live for baby 18 carries 41 yards touchdown putrid rushing line five targets five catches 17 yards terrible receiving line but he gets you two touchdowns because he plays with russell wilson and if you stand on the field with him for 23 chances you're scoring touchdowns yeah come on He's a must add just off that alone. You know, yeah, who knows, regardless what's, of the who knows what's going to happen, but add DJ Dallas yeah. and, and let's he's figure it out. I mean, he's right. probably owned essentially everywhere, but mm-hmm. he has to be owned yep. or he has to be added. I should say. Yeah. Next up, we had him with a question mark next to his name on the dock last week. He's got an exclamation point. Now, Corey Davis, 10 catches, Leave no doubt, 10 targets, eight catches, 128 yards and a touchdown. He's been awesome. He was making some really tough catches. Almost got himself a man catch Monday appearance on the Ruts FF Instagram, but he was, but it was for not just like Titans effort was for not against the Bengals. But Corey Davis been more consistent than AJ Brown over the last couple of weeks. Well, it helps yeah. that AJ Brown's in the lineup. Yes. Yeah, and the big problem here as we're uh, zeroing in on Johnu watch is Johnu did bad again, um, but the problem is is that he's keeping you alive with these slivers of hope that the receivers keep getting injured because now adam humphreys gets a concussion and he might not be ready to go in time for the next week and you know adam humphreys middle of the field johnu middle of the field so johnu watch you know i i wouldn't give up totally yet although don i mean you and i even made a trade um I, i i've gone elsewhere because i was kind of deep so um I haven't fully given up on Johnny, but I'm I'm ready to. Yeah, I hear you. It's getting to the point where uh, it's decision time for us. I, I agree with you. Ride them for a little while yeah. longer, um, especially those of you out there who might be in deeper leagues because uh, I don't know if you want to go and start Ross Dwelly just yet. I just can't. I cannot wait to start Ross Dwelly somewhere. <laughs> I know that I will at some he point. Scored, I didn't he scored, Hey, listen. Oh, he scored, Tom. Don't worry. I was paying attention. And yeah. he's got Mullins out there. The reps. Oh, Donnie, trust me. The I reps. will be starting Ross Dwelly soon. Oh, man. I'll let you My know point is, is that I don't know if it's good or bad that Adam Humphreys is hurt, right? Because it gives you a little bit more hope in the Janu case. But in the past three weeks, he hasn't done a damn thing. Right, maybe it's better for Corey Davis who who dominated here, and I think he like you. We were talking; he's gone over ten in full PPR every week that he's been at PPR. He's gone over. And I he's saw gone over nine every someone game he's played. someone on Twitter did the math that like for every week that he's actually played, he's like WR fifteen or something like that, or maybe even higher. 
the light finally came on for this guy. We were we were all in on him yeah. when he was coming in as a rookie. Well, hopefully it means good things for years to come. Hopefully. Curtis Samuel, first big game in a long time. Three carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Four carries for 30, four catches for 31 yards, and another touchdown. Two tuds gets you to the dock always. I don't know about this one. Uh, they got a long week of rest for the Panthers. They're coming back. I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey comeback time. And I feel like these Curtis Samuel gadget plays like, are just going to fall to the wayside. Seems like they have all these good players and they don't know what to do with them. That's what it felt. I think it maybe I'm just get, not giving them enough credit because I've only seen them play one game, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Atlanta, you, you should pound and DJ Moore does nothing the entire game. And uh, that was Mike Davis does nothing the entire game and Robbie Anderson. They all did nothing against Atlanta. And it's because Curtis Samuel kind of steals the show. He's a good player as well. He's a very versatile player too. And I, I think that that goes to my point and it goes to your point as well that, you know, it's, it's tough to add him because it doesn't seem like they really utilize him in a way that's bankable. Yeah. I mean, Curtis Samuel was the, was the post was the uh, preseason hype guy coming out of Carolina this year. And it just kind of fell by the wayside pretty early on. But then now that they've kind of gotten him more involved, I think he's scored in like three out of the last four weeks or something like that. So a name to keep an eye on for sure. Not my favorite wide receiver ad this week, but certainly if I'm super thin, it's a guy that, you know, if I got buys, he might be a lottery ticket kind of guy. Uh, two guys that are on our dock that you guys could end up using long-term uh, due to injury. He's the back. Marvins. M&M stands for Marvin, Marvin and Jones Marvin. Back, attorneys baby. at law. Uh, Marvin Jones, seven targets, three catches, 39 yards, two touchdowns. Marvin Hall. Seven seven targets, four catches for a team leading 113 yards, did not score. Uh, Kenny Galladay leaves this game. They're not sure what's going on with him. Apparently, Apparently they were he's not, not playing this week. Apparently, they were week. not happy with him because he didn't show up for a meeting because he's also looking for a new contract. And so it's a mess with Kenny Galladay's. But guess who's still there? Old steady <laughs> Marvin Jones. Man, catch Marvin. I hope he's in for a pep ring now. I hope we oh. don't see like some Amendola crap going on or something, you know, something like that. I, I want the Marvin Jones peppering that we deserve. Come on, Stafford, give it to Matt us. Stafford brings the points. He was originally with Megatron. Kenny Galladay was like a, one of the first people to be put on the COVID list. And it was right around the time when they were announcing, like you could opt out. And I thought that he had opted out. Cause I didn't really know what the COVID oh, list man. meant yet. And I was like, Oh, but it's a huge Marvin oh, Jones. Marvin. So like it's funny that like now he's out. So I should theoretically feel as excited as I did. Um, at least he did a good job to make me feel somewhat excited. But if he didn't have this game, I would be like, I have no expectation yeah. for Marvin Jones because he hasn't <laughs> he hadn't scored yet. Um, no, but uh, he he should be all right. I think I think there's better days. He, on the he has like one game over fifty yards as yeah. well, but you know. Th- it's it's gonna come for him, and he's the touchdown he scored. The first one he scored was a very nice play. Uh, hopefully, they get a couple more of those going to him. All right, next up on the wide receiver list, we've got McCole Hardman. Nine targets, his highest percentage target share, I believe, of his career so far. Turned into seven catches, ninety six yards, and a touchdown on a beautiful push pass that somehow counts as a receiving touchdown. Yeah, it's just worth. I think he's just worth mentioning. I feel like. It, he just floats out there on the waiver wire and he plays on the chiefs and he could get nine targets Mm -hmm. and he has those plays where, 
you know, they send them in, on, in motion and there's all these other guys that are fully capable on the field. Uh, you know, I'm sure the defense probably thinks they're all better than McCall Harmon. I think most of us do while we watch the Chiefs play. And then here comes McCall Harmon shooting around the end for a 35-yard touchdown. You blink twice and he's in the end zone. It's like, holy crap. So he's in the perfect spot is, is the point that I'm trying to get yep. at. And you can never go wrong adding a guy like McCall Hardman. Hardman's been Just, over eight points, half PPR in four of the eight games the Chiefs have played in. He's been out over six in another two of those and then had uh, a catchless bagel against Buffalo in the rain and a dud week one against uh, against Houston. Sammy Watkins been a little out, more helped consistent him a lot. than you thought or than, I, than he seems at this point. Sorry, Tom, you were saying? I was just going to say, I'm, I'm watching the broadcast of the uh, Bucks and the, the Giants, so I was going to derail us as per usual. But guess which running Love back – oh, I shouldn't have said that because now it's not <laughs> I Wayne gave away Goleman. the answer. It's not Wayne Goldman. And guess which running back led the NFL in yards in the month of October? Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, yeah. Not Wayne Goldman. Big boy Ronald, baby. Rumble <laughs> on, boy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's a That's good really set. cool. Yeah, he's been very good from ESPN of all places. Uh, Tom, this was a guy you wanted on the dock. Willie Sneed, seven targets, five catches, 106 yards. Seemed to own the middle of the field against that Pittsburgh defense who are known to send their linebackers on blitzes. So could have been a matchup thing or could be something more. He looked like he was the apple of Lamar's eye. And Lamar was passing like a fair amount in this game because they had to, you know, try to win. And he was passing uh, like crap also <laughs> yeah he was but you know it, it kind of goes back to and i'm not even kidding remember when i criticized hollywood brown where like yeah lamar doesn't pass it perfect every time can you like help him you're supposed to be awesome i think really right. sneed is like of the biggest help of the he's receiving core. yeah like he actually will he's like adjusting to the passes you know he's making his moves over the middle of the field i think willie sneed uh, a guy that I was super interested in when he was on the Saints. Like, I was in love with Willie Sneed. So it was really yep, nice to that. see him him getting uh, a 100-yard game under his belt and uh, a decent reception total, definitely a nice target total. And my point of saying this is, is that, you know, you have this, like, ugly discomfort when you start Hollywood Brown. You're like, ah, you know, geez, should I play him? You know, and this week yep. he has one catch uh, for three yards and a touchdown. You can do the if you feel comfortable starting Hollywood Brown in any matchup, you could also start like Willie Sneed, uh, Duvernay. You know what I mean? Like those guys have an yeah. equal chance almost. So I just wanted to bring it up. Like, like, in a game where Lamar is going to have to pass, it's not just Hollywood Brown. He's really not a true wide receiver one. And this sucks because a lot of my friends and such listen to this podcast, and I've been trying mm -hmm. to trade him. <laughs> well good luck buddy yeah i don't know about that one <laughs> last receiver on the dock mike williams one carry for one yard that's not the point eight catch eight targets five catches 99 yards and a touchdown on another jump ball could have had another one but it was stolen from him by a broncos defensive back on a great play by him yeah that was sweet. and play. uh listen he's if he's out there he's gotta be he's gotta be there Especially if Herbert's going to sling it the way yeah, he's been. He, he, Mike Williams kind of reminds me of McCall Hardman. They do it in a really different way, but they hit these deep balls. They have this red zone usage. They mm -hmm. they have the you know they make these awesome plays. So 
they're weirdly comparable in the in the many ways that they are different. And for that reason, I think that that's why they kind of float out there on the waiver because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get from them. Right. And uh, unfortunately, Mike Williams, you never know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what I like about him is he's kind of meshing with the way that Herbert wants to play. Like, I, I, I wanted Herbert to stop scoring. Right. And a friend of mine texted me like, oh, you know, they're up. He's probably going to stop throwing immediately nope. he throws to the to the end zone from like 50 yards away on third and 10 and then he wasn't done you know the broncos caught back up obviously eventually won this game but herbert right. never stopped throwing bombs to the end zone and you know what he's not bad at it and michael williams is not bad at coming down with it i think they're stylistically a nice matchup together that young man loves the hook he does and i'm here for it Huck on, Herbie. <laughs> He's going to be going so early next year. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'll never get him. Uh, a couple He'll streaming options. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple streaming options to get you through the week. Drew Locke gets Atlanta. Inside and fish. Outside <laughs> tartar, tartar sauce. sauce. Drew Locke went full tartar sauce out <laughs> at the end of this you can game. Tell you, you can, can tell Locke was going in his head when he was dancing. Oh, man. He rocks. And he should play Atlanta. Yeah nicely yeah i think i think he's in a really good spot here you know you ride you ride that swagger with him and and you go ahead and you stack him up i was going through uh it's going through available players and actually noah fant is available I, I know his ownership percentage is still pretty high just clicking through my own personal leagues he's floating out there on the waiver wire mm-hmm. this guy got nine targets and yes uh albert O caught a touchdown this week let's that was go college buddy was his only target of the game which, you know, obviously is good for him, Tom, and I'm happy for him. He's awesome. <laughs> but, like, Noah Fant is the guy here. Nine targets, that is awesome. We no, do for need to sure. apologize to Albert Alkweg, but um, he would have won Man Catch Monday. But, as Tom always notes, comes down to the photography to see who won. Check out our Instagram at RutzFF. Uh, moving on to the next streamer, um, I like Derek Carr this week. He, he came off kind of a turd, but I wanted to put his rushing stats out there, Tom. He gets you 41 rushing yards, that perfect number. So you know I had to bring that up for you to see. He has not been turning the ball over. The Chargers have been getting gassed through the air. Just ask Drew Locke from last week. He got all his numbers in one quarter. We have him in a two-quarterback league that's weirdly scored, and he barely had a point in that league through three quarters. He finished that game with 20 easily in that league, and he had 20 in every league. I think Derek Carr is in position to get you another 20 spot next week. I like. Yeah, it. Derek Carr coming off like a busty week, but only because it was a gusty game. Like Nice. Good one, Tom. Thank, yeah. I mean, Why isn't it, every NFL team playing in a dome? Yeah. There's so much at stake with Listen, like bonuses with, and, and shit. With what like, we've learned in 2020, I've been saying it all year. The bubble. You buy a ton of land out in North Dakota and you make these guys go out there and spend a few months in the middle of nowhere playing football for our entertainment. All right. So you got. <laughs> you, you have got, to what, train like. Uh, you got 1,100 athletes on performance enhancing drugs joking. in the same. <laughs> three square mile area i think it could work i just we gotta try we should try but maybe but I let's wish. try uh another tight end eric ebron gets dallas next week he scored this week giddy up he's been pretty good yeah what is he that wide open. open up with against dallas? oh yeah that was the yeah that was a touchdown that like any one of us could have slapped the pads on yeah. the route i, I try not I to give tight ends too much credit when they score on something like that yeah yeah 
And a couple of defenses to keep your eye on the Texans against whoever the Jags QB will be and the Washington football team slash the Giants play each other. Uh, that would have been a sneaky little ad for either of those three teams because they both played late. Could have dropped somebody on your bench to Texans pick them up. Texans on bye, yeah. Yeah, uh, I Washington woke up, coming off a bye too. I, I made the dock. I put them on the dock last night. And then when I woke up this morning, I was checking my, my leagues and I noticed that Tom was adding the Texans defense everywhere. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> You can add them because they're on by, you know, in a lot of leagues. So in all the leagues where I am not in the league with Tom, I have the Texans <laughs> in the other leagues. Unfortunately, I'll have to figure out something else. Yeah, uh, it's been pronounced that Jake Lutton, Luton. I look on for my city. I look on for my city. <laughs> Whatever he, however you say his last name, he's starting over Gardner Minshew for some godforsaken. And I'm, reason. I'm glad that you tied him in like that to Drew Locke because we're going to be starting both of them in our two quarterbacks. Hell, <laughs> yeah, brother. All yeah, right, that's messed up. Unless we want to start <laughs> Mullins. Well, yeah, we'll see if Mullins gets a start. Yeah. All right, here we go. Running down the slate, the Falcons get their second win of the season against the Panthers. Could have been a really nice game for the Panthers to get to 500. Uh, Mike Davis, couple of duds on his way out before Christian McCaffrey comes back. Yeah, did not have the fairy tale ending to his yeah, uh, fairy tale start. Kind of flamed out a little bit. Yeah. Kind of shows that uh, what Christian McCaffrey does goes out there and he touches the ball on the ground 20 times and he catches the ball through the air 10 times, week in, week out cannot be taken for granted no. you know it's just he's a he's an absolute superstar yep. and uh it helps everyone for him to come back you know one of the things that i was thinking about and you know it's unfortunate that teddy plays poorly here but like teddy gets christian mccaffrey back yes. next week so also like, good if you know he's sustained this level of play a pretty good level of play without him you have to imagine that it goes way up just with his presence yeah a tough spot because we you know i was all over streaming teddy this week does not give you the performance you want out of him. Uh, it's hurt in the middle of the game. Yeah. Like he got hurt when they were driving too. They had to settle yeah. for the field goal. He drives in, gets you that touchdown. You know, it's a whole different yeah, game. Then he got another one in garbage time. I like think. he has been playing very well. You see his decision making, and you know he just looks like a different quarterback to me. So that was my yeah. main takeaway from that game. It's unfortunate that that happened, but going forward, I think Teddy is. You know, he's still good to rock. Yeah. Uh, for Carolina, Cal Ridley left this game and did not return in the first half. Uh, it was, I believe, it was some sort of a leg injury. Haven't heard much about it. Yeah, they did have the long week to get uh, to get him recovered. Uh, but so they got their bye no week coming up news. in week ten, and they're the Falcons, so there's no reason to to force yeah. him out there if he can't go. Especially uh, if they end up trading Julio this week. Tom, it's they're it's time there. to go back to the old me for Julio. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Lord forgive me. <laughs> Lord forgive me. It's time to go back to the old me. I was so uh, I was so hyped when you said that to the group. I'm like, let's go. Julio is about to go buck wild over the next couple of weeks. If, if yeah, I think play. they did say that Calvin Ridley is expected to miss time, but I'll I'll research that right now while we're okay. uh, while we're live. Well, so, we're only uh, talking about New England Buffalo, so it's not you're not going to miss much, Tom. Yeah, we uh, covered the, the ugly know, the, game. The main takeaways from this game: Damian Harris was a standout. Zach Moss was a standout. Um, Josh Allen, not the fantasy MVP you thought he was in week five. Uh, yeah. Um, it's just a, this, was a, it. this was a tough game. You can't trust Cam Newton anymore, unfortunately. Uh, the magic's gone there. You can't start Gabe hey, Davis Cam, at all if Josh Brown Cam, plays. 
Kim had a decent fantasy point total, though. I think I'm sorry, he- you're right. I'm happy. You, I'm happy you brought him back up. The, like, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have put him to bed yet. He gets the Jets this week. And so I was if you need that, somebody, yeah. you could start Cam this week against the Jets as the final straw. And you know, if he if he goes out there and gives you a Carson once against the Cowboys. You, you give him the old bon voyage, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I love to stand up for Cam, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since week three. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. We don't stand up for Daniel Jones, so we can't really stand up for Cam Newton. That is correct. I'll stand up for Daniel Jones too, actually. But That's true. Cam Newton literally has two touchdown passes this year. It's that's awful. I don't know what's yeah. going on in this Giants Bucks game, but Golden Tate has thrown the last two passes for the Giants. <laughs> so it's got to be completed a, one. It's probably a glitch. So. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, Sorry. by the way, Calvin Ridley day to day. So um, okay, definitely an outside shot at playing, and uh, maybe Julio doesn't go back to the old me. But good call, Scott. Their bye week coming up. If they're anything like the Packers, there's no way Calvin Ridley plays this. Week. Let Julio go back to the old me just for one week. Let's go. Bengals. <laughs> Titans Bengals uh this is a more one of the more surprising results of the year real life football wise but pretty much everybody who you wanted to do something in this game did something uh in fantasy football yeah territory. this was my shootout and I think it it still it still hit you 51. know and there was no fear uh like for any player and all the players that you kind of threw out there like Bernard Gio had a good game oh, Tyler, man. Dewey, Tyler Boyd Can I, tell you, line. I, I played a, in a league this this week my two of my running backs were Gio and DJ Dallas oh my oh, god let's that's go. amazing <laughs> That's awesome. That's Unreal. what fantasy football yep. dreams are made of. And, and Gio could bar- add an even bigger day. Won. Yeah. Yeah. Gio could add an even bigger day. Samaj P. Ryan with a one-yard touchdown as their first touchdown of the game. Looked like it was going to be a long day. Uh, but then Gio right before the second half and in the uh, fourth quarter. It I looks like to me old uh, Smoking Joe has got the hang of this NFL football thing. I don't and, know who uh, that is. He's going to be able to – Joe Burrow? Joe Exotic to Tiger King? Thank you. There you go. Um and I think that just, you know, his skill set is starting to show this offense is, you know, kind of lean toward his skill set. They go, you know, they go spread out. They play in the shotgun all the time, which helps him on that transition from his college days. And I don't know. I just think that they're going to be able to hang in there. The Titans defense got super exposed in this game. And I'll tell you what, if they're going to start playing that poorly, then you might have to start Ryan Tannehill every week. Yeah. I mean, they just traded for all pro corner Desmond King from the Chargers today. The, uh, the, the Tannehill did. floor is just so rock solid. It's awesome. He's been and if awesome. they're gonna, if their defense is gonna get beat and he's gonna have to throw, he's shown capable. Yeah. In this game, he was terrible until the the second half, and then he yeah. just caught fire. And it looks like uh, it looks like Joe Exotic's got himself a rival in the uh, rookie touchdown department. And you know who it is? It's that bitch Miles Gaskin. <laughs> he can't keep his nose out of the end zone. <laughs> The Dolphins. <laughs> the rookie touchdown department problem is definitely Justin Herbert and yeah. not Miles Gaskin. The but Dolphins I respect defense. the commitment to the joke. Well, that bitch Miles Gaskin, he made the Rams offense mysteriously disappear. <laughs> and I think he's got something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, Miles Gaskin was the one hyping up that defense. The official Ooh. Ruts stream. Is Miami there, Dolphins defense. Let's take the one number one defense. That. Is there anything better than when we pick a streaming defense and they cash? That's There's the that's better. the best we've ever picked. Every week we pick it, it's been cashing, by the way. But that's the best we've ever done. No uh, doubt. They got 25. No. 
Titans. What? what? One year in December where we were like, you could probably pick up the Titans and start them for oh. every week. <laughs> and they went shut out, two touchdowns, three points, and a safety yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. I actually still think about the Titans defense in favorable like light because of because that. Because of that. Of and course. Yeah. Not awful this year. No, I mean like yeah. when I see them as an option, I'm like, Titans are solid, but they're not. Because I no, think of that role. They're so bad. I was actually looking at them and thinking about streaming them this week, and I was looking at their game logs. They're, they're they so have bad. multiple games without even getting a sack. Yeah. Negatives. <laughs> they this is the so team bad. with the Avion Clowney, by the way. Yeah, so but, uh, like like I said, it, that all points yeah. back to that offense and that passing offense. A.J. Brown, your, your Corey Davis, and, and Tannehill, it's all money for them. Yeah. For the Derek Rams, Henry's Jared Goff. either. True. The big man is a legend. For the Rams, Jared Goff was abysmal. Like Carson Wentz level abysmal in this one. Didn't get pulled, though. You Doesn't know seem a, like he's going to be. Yeah, a cool uh, real-life kind of game line to this is Brian Flores versus Sean McVay. Brian Flores' defense, which famously shut down Sean McVay's epic Rams offense in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Clearly, not much has changed. No. Because Flores rolls out that Miami defense and lays a smackdown. On Jared Goff. I would call that the SmackDown. Bob Woods, though. Yeah. All How right. about Cooper Cup target totals? 21 targs. The fourth lowest you receiving yardage numbers say for anybody that. who had more than 20 targets. Who cares? Guy had 11 catches, 110 <laughs> yards, and 21 targets. 21 targets. Mm. That God, is insane. pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, you don't get that anywhere else. That's as many snaps as Jonathan Taylor has played in the last two games, probably. <laughs> Cam Akers all season. <laughs> Bucks just went for it on fourth down from their own nine-yard line, so that's how that game's going so far. Did they get it? No. <laughs> I don't believe that that's true. Okay. You don't have to. Uh, Las Vegas and the Browns, the wheel of Baker Mayfield is pointed at play like shit yes now the doubters and the haters can come back out he can play uh, has well. it ever pointed up. anywhere else um how yeah, quickly you know. we forget that he threw 27 touchdowns in 12 games as a rookie yeah tommy he lights up the bangles don't you remember yeah i forget that every day don i don't care oh. what have you done for me lately baker Speaking he threw five of, touchdowns uh, two weeks ago. This was a blow-up spot for Kareem Hunt. Unfortunately, he doesn't catch. You want to talk about a guy who was rated in the top five who didn't catch. Um, <laughs> Kareem Hunt in the same light. And uh, Nick Chubb was reported, I believe it was today, uh, Kevin Stefanski said Nick Chubb is day-to-day. Whoa. And that it is very, it is actually likely that he returns week 10. So giddy up. They have a bye week nine. Yes, they That's have a right. bye okay. this week. So, uh it seems like he has a chance to play week 10 for those of you. How about this? In a league where, you know, it's like a thin bench and, you know, it's a, it's a cheap league. It's just just a work league. But uh, I picked up Chubb. He was just available. Love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's like, hell yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, the likelihood that that is the case is so low because of the uh, the prevalence of IR spots this year. I yeah. Like- <laughs> That's a, just an example of a league that didn't do anything to no. <laughs> to accommodate. There's no IR spots. There's no extra bench spots. They're just I like respect dealing. that, though. I respect that. My work league is that way, too, because I'm the commissioner, and I just don't want to do anything. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
my Colts team was Lions. obliterated. I sent you guys a screenshot that where my team oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. 40 points. It's horrible. Colts Lions, this I I don't know why there wasn't more fanfare leading into this game from our end. Phillip Rivers and Matt Stafford combined for six touchdowns and o- almost 600 yards passing. We doubted them and they they showed up. Phil listens to yep. this podcast every Once time again, we Phil say is a listener. This yeah. is my stinker. And Phil yeah. was like, Scott, no, you were right about what you said all those years ago. You would be pumped for Phil versus Stafford. You could still be pumped now. And to prove it, I'm going to throw for 300 or 262 yards, only passing to tight ends and running back. <laughs> well, what difference is That's that? Not true. That's what he's always done. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, fun fact. Dalvin Cook had a late game carry against the Packers and he's still going. <laughs> the Packers have not tackled him. So uh, I don't know if I've ever seen the Packers cleanly tackle Dalvin Cook on the first try. Cook with an absolute monster, perhaps the fantasy performance of the year. 163 rushing yards. He ran for more yards than Kirk Cousins threw for in this game. Dalvin Cook scores all four of the Vikings touchdowns. Devontae Adams scores all three of the Packers touchdowns. This was a wild game in terms of fantasy performances. Uh, but the Vikings come out on top and uh absolute no show from the Packers. Yeah. We've gotten two of those uh this year. So remember at the beginning of the year where I was like the Packers are there, you know, I was like, be wary of the Packers, you know. We still got a little little bit of same old Packers. I'm still I'm still thinking this, that they're better oh, this year Scott, offensively. This was same old Packers. But we still got a little bit. This was a same old Packers game where it was just holy crap. Yeah, uh, what happened? The note for Tackle this, somebody. Yeah. The note for this game. A.J. Dillon, the backup running back for the Packers, tested positive for COVID on Monday morning. The Packers he's not the backup Thursday. anymore. No, he's the bench now. Yeah, he'll be uh, – <laughs> he might be shown to the door. Yeah, It's too it's late not. for him now. Uh, uh, like, he's going to break out in, like, week 13 or something now. But it's too yep. late for him now to, like, have a bunch of value. If you're someone who drafted Aaron Jones and you, like, keep this guy on your bench just to, like, be sure – only do that if this is a league that has made those accommodations that we were talking about before right. and you can slot him in as the COVID for free. Like otherwise he retains no value because of this. And Jamal Williams has been pretty good in his stead. They like him. Uh, I don't think the third string running back has a lot of value here. Tyler Irvin, I think would be the name. I guess. No, I know what I'm saying is like Irvin is involved. Brown, too, right? string. So like yeah. the, it's like, you're you're dealing with a really low level option here, right? Uh, Kansas City and the Jets. Um, Pat Mahomes is really good. Anybody who in probably started on the Chiefs played well, except for the running backs. The Jets are really good too. And uh, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in eight quarters. Did they? They're, uh, they're, did they cover? they're really good. No, no. They scored no, like nine was- points. The spread opened up at minus 21 and a half. It was bet down to minus 18 and a half, and they didn't cover either one. No. So there you go. It was bad. Tyree Kill is really good. I saw a stat. Um, the Dad. most touchdowns of 40 yards or more in NFL history. Tyree Kill has already tied Randy Moss in that statistic. <laughs> Obviously, passing has exploded over the past, you know, few years in the nfl with the evolution of the nfl but that is an absurd stat that is mind-blowing my mind when i saw it you know he he's gonna get another 20 
Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, if he's with Pat Mahomes until he's 30, he's got four <laughs> full years of just catching bank on at bombs. least three or four a year, right? Oh, my God. Steelers, Ravens, this was a very entertaining game. Fantasy-wise, the offense didn't really pick up until the second half. But, I mean, we talked about how ugly it looked for Lamar at certain points in this game. Just not what you wanted out of the potential first-round pick that you used on him. And uh, Deontay Johnson, you had a game yesterday. Did no one tell you? Yeah, well, he le- he left early in this game with another hamstring. Oh, what a so, shock. Like, yeah, and then he comes back into the game, but like this guy is completely untrustable, and it sucks because he is so good. He's awesome. <laughs> there's no too many there's options. No trusting him. It's not reliable. No. no. Uh, Chase Claypool, though, pretty good. All he does Chase is Claypool. score touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, but is he? You know, he, him, and Deontay. Yeah. Deontay has a monster game the other week. Chase Claypool goes negative. Yeah, and then this week, Deontay has one catch. Chase Claypool has a big game, so yeah. it's it's going to be hard to predict between those two. Yeah. It kind of seems like Juju is going to be the one who remains. It's too many mouths to feed in that, and none of them is like the Antonio Brown in the past. There's no alpha. Who just yeah? There's no alpha. It's just a bunch of bunch beta. of beta Star boy beta. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Another Chargers loss in inexplicable fashion. Drew Locke throwing to KJ Hamler for his third touchdown. A big reclamation game for Drew Locke. This was, he did not look very good up until the fourth quarter of this game. Hadn't looked good in the two games since he returned, but the swag was all the way back. Yeah. When he threw that last touchdown, that was awesome to watch. Uh, Justin Jackson seems to have won the Chargers backfield until, uh, he looked really Eckler's good. Eckler's out. He looked great. Yeah, and who knows with Eckler, right? They're saying, yeah. like, we have no idea. They have the, one win. Two, they're two and five. So it's And they're chasing the Chiefs. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, inclination for them to put him back in, no. although I hope, like, hell that they do. A couple of my teams could really use Eckler to come back. But if not, Justin Jackson has been very, very good. He's woke. <laughs> he is. And Most he's, woke. He woke up. We, we all know how it feels about the results today. Oh, yeah. Of the trade deadline? Of the trade deadline. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get shipped or his boy Joshua Kelly doesn't get shipped either. Well, hey, speaking of the trade deadline, a move that's not relevant to Rutz at all. The Saints traded for Quan Alexander the day after they beat the Bears. Nick Foles kind of woke up and started throwing to Allen Robinson a little bit more in this one. Taysom Hill scores an infuriating touchdown. Alvin Kamara was carving up a great route from the quarterback slash tight end slash wide receiver slash running back slash Slash punt blocker slash punt returner slash whatever you'd like to call him darnell mooney hit for you oh yeah way to go tom yeah he he's actually pretty interesting, interesting too yeah. yeah and that Allen robinson touchdown he gets it he gives us one every year and uh he gave us one he, he's, he gave us one for the account and we appreciate him for that all he, he needs is a new contract you know it's just can we get the guy his money? Let's and get him maybe a, quarterback. a quarterback. Yeah, let's get him a quarterback. Hey, did you guys know that the Bears could have drafted Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, but they took <laughs> Trubisky? You think they know? <laughs> <laughs> I think they get some letters about that. It's funny how they get shit for that, but it's like the Jets passed on all of them. Mm-hmm. Didn't they? Probably. Yeah, the Jets right? stink. Yeah. Well, there you go. They took Darnold the next year. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I mean, yeah. he's not wrong. No. God, who were they even starting back then? No one I don't know. I can't even remember, honestly. I don't know what's going the on. Jets? I was just thinking about it. Yeah. 
Uh, Favre? No, it's Gino too late. Smith. Gino. Who was it when Did it wasn't Gino? Experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I should We're such good fans. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, Fitzpatrick had a run. I mean, this is oh, Josh McCown. McCown had a had a time. Yep. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> it was him. That's the yeah. answer for like a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, because Gino was gonna be it, and he got punched in the face. <laughs> a simpler time. Uh, not for Gino. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> San Francisco and Seattle, Jimmy G out for an extended period of time that will not be determined until the Niners figure out whether or not they can still make the playoffs in a few weeks. George Kittle probably out for the year. He's going to miss eight weeks for fantasy. He's out for the year. Week eight just ended. He's out eight weeks. He's not. Com- he's coming back he's week done. 17 or he's not coming back at all, which he's is probably not. DK Metcalf is a machine. And so is Russell Wilson. And they are two friendly machines with one another. And. It just it's it's like clockwork. These receivers just like they have a bad game, and then Russell's like, "We got to get him more involved," and then they go monster. Yeah, and it's probably going to be Tyler Lockett next week, or if Carson comes back, I don't even know. But uh, they, I saw some tweet that like uh, he has some really tough like individual corner matchups coming up. Like they play the Bills this week, so he should see a lot of Tre'Davious White, and mm-hmm. you know. And then I all I saw was just like pictures of like people sending of like him burning like Stefan Gilmore Anybody. and you know, so it's just like, you know, you trust DK Metcalf at this point. I think that's pretty fair to assume. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you trust anybody really that is going to get substantial work in the Seahawks offense. Didn't somebody just throw all over the bills to beat them two weeks ago? Um, I mean, the Rams over, all over the bills you said and the chiefs too. Yeah. Um, Tredavious white was out when that happened, but the I think Fair enough. And I think I also but think maybe it was the Seahawks the don't count anymore. No, Don, it was the Titans and Tredavious White was out. But gotcha. Um, yeah, I That's think DK Metcalf is clearly DK Metcalf has clearly gone into like, and I don't even need to say this probably, but like, it doesn't matter. You just you're playing him every week. Yeah. He's like a Julio now. Yeah, yeah, he's in the he's in the MVP conversation at this point. Fantasy yeah. MVP. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. <laughs> Some leagues he was getting drafted outside the top five QBs. Oh, well, we're talking, talking, about DK we're talking DK Metcalf, oh, fantasy MVP. Yeah. yeah. A fifth, sixth round He pick. was getting drafted outside the top five wideouts. Yeah. But uh, outside yeah. the top five Seahawks. Not anymore. No. He was, no, no, no. in some cases, probably being drafted outside the top five rounds. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Eagles-Cowboys was the Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, was the shittiest game hey, ever. Hey, Mom, we yeah. can't go to Danucci's tonight. They, they got to for violation. The Eagles defense, and they went back and back and back again. This guy was bad. I mean, he was Colin Kaepernick sits at home watching Ben Danucci play like crap. Cam Newton was unemployed for 86 days. Jameis Winston signed a $1 million contract to be the third-string QB on the Saints. Brutal. But they got the new cheese. Can we get Fitz or Jameis to the Cowboys for the second half of the season? I just mean, for fantasy reasons. This is posted Tuesday morning. There's still time when this Jameis Jameis kind of makes sense because like the Saints like Taysom that much that, that you could see that happening. Yeah. yeah. They they gave Jameis eight weeks to get his head right. Let him go play for the Cowboys and try to prove it again. Do his hip thing. That's Are, where he learned. He, that's what him and Dak can be uh 
Well, when Dak gets ready, he gets so, healthy. So overall, Scott, what did you think of Jalen Rico last night? I mean, it was tough because he didn't really like, you know, he like I said, the the passes that he caught, he had three catches. I believe he only had 16 total yards. Yeah, so he had 22 total yards. He had a carry for six. And he had a carry. My point so is, is like, if, if that's all, it's just like Carson Wentz. If that's all you're doing versus the Cowboys, like, yeah, I mean, what are he you missed six weeks. I know, but Sorry. like he scored and got a two point conversion. You're asking us how All we right. feel about him today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm encouraged is what I'm is the point I'm trying to make. Let's see him catch well, a ball. He's going into a down the field. Fine. He's going into a bye week right now, so he's not even you know. Don't even add him unless you yeah. like, just like you know you want to. <laughs> or you got those extra bench spots like we yeah. talked about. I'm earlier. like I'm not gonna kill you for it, but I'm not adding him. I actually just dropped him. Oh, look at that. The uh, the Bucks are losing to the Giants, which is cool. Go Giants. Go Giants. Um, 7-3 on a Deion Lewis touchdown, which is neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody gets what they want out of this uh, presumed bloodbath of a Monday night game. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you get the results you want out of the trade deadline on Tuesday. Uh, you know, I think whatever happens at the trade deadline on Tuesday – you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months to decide what those results really mean. But life will get back to normal. Hopefully, you know, maybe we'll still some people's have lives are affected forever because of the results of they'll the trade deadline. Pl- they'll still play games. Yeah, there, there's going to listen four years down the road. Who knows what's going to happen? Scott Hansen will still be the there for deadline. us on Sunday. There you go. All right. So enjoy it while you can uh, take care of yourselves. We'll be back on Thursday for the week nine preview nine times. Uh, we are going to uh, almost playoff push time. Can you guys believe that? Yeah, it's about that. I got some big games coming up. I was yeah, looking ahead too. to week nine. I got some big yeah. matchups. I already have a league where I need to win out to make the playoffs. So I got some big wins this pressure. week, to be honest. And where Good. I care about it, I, you know, I, I did myself a, a service. Out of boy, so you had a, a positive week. No well, doubt. If you need any help, you know where to find us at RutsFF on Twitter and Instagram. For Tom and Scott, I'm Don. Keep on scoring.